You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. at 12.06, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Now, folks, I just want to take a moment. On this uh, Monday, we have breaking news. We're going to bring you up to speed on the Anna Walsh case. So just uh, waiting for everything to go through for whatever reason, having a little bit of difficulty there we go uh folks bear with me now we have a lot for those that if you didn't see it uh how was your weekend i spent the weekend in cohasset uh covering outside the house regarding the anna walsh case and uh, very very uh incredible developments that happened but i want to um it's it's grim it is, uh, I, I want to clear up a lot of what we have been hearing about. And if everybody just uh, beers with me, we're going to get you up to speed. But it's been an uh, incredible busy, busy morning. And then we're going to, um, I am going to go. I just want to make sure, folks, again, I'm aware of the time. It's 12.07. And as you can imagine, uh, because of the events, we went up Saturday morning and then we were there all day yesterday and it was freezing but you learn a lot as i like to tell people you learn a lot by being on the ground by being there there's no substitute for being there and anyone you know i have been saying and again we're going to let all of the uh, facebook people uh come into play and then i also want to um we've been doing uh Okay, I'm not sure what happened with that. Um, hold on one moment, folks. Uh, again, I'm going to just let, right now at 12.08, I'm going to get everybody up to speed. Obviously, we're live on um, Facebook as well as the radio as well. I just want to check something to figure out why something isn't uh, completely. But what a... Uh, what a dramatic turn of events regarding just just in um, the past. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing. I just want to double check something, folks, on why something is not loading the way it should. I recognize we're live on the air. I have a lot of info to get through. I'm not exactly sure why that is doing that in that way, but um, what we're going to bring you up to speed on everything with this him in in court obviously unbelievably dramatic prosecutors well they clearly had a lot more than than what they were telling the public and at this point it is um you know it's now it's it's sad but it seemingly is just a matter of you know, where is, and I hate to say that, but it really seems it's like a matter of, at this point, like, where is the body? Um, there's just no other way to to get away from that. What did he do with her? And I'm going to walk through all the particulars with this, but there's, there's really no other way to look at this 
other than, you know, this guy, um, without question, is, is um, you know, there's just, he is just whacked. And very, very incredible developments that happen in court. And the news is, is fast-breaking. I want to bring you uh, up to speed on everything that is going on right now. It is 1210 and I apologize, folks. I've been on the phone. I was We were going to go to Quincy District Court. We did not. But I'm going to tell you everything. Now, first of all, the one thing I want to clear up is this whole business of the woman found. Anyone that is saying that about the woman that they believe found in Coventry, you're, you're not looking at the timeline on this whole thing. The The Coventry pond was before Christmas, was before Christmas. She was alive New Year's Day. I don't expect everyone, but I can't believe the number of people that continue this falsehood of suddenly is, um, oh, do you think is that, you know, connected to the Coventry, the Carbuncle? But no, no, what what is, I, I get it that not everybody, clearly not everybody pays attention to the news. I didn't realize how, uh, drastic it is, as a matter of fact, that people don't pay attention to the news. But no, the Coventry thing has nothing to do with it. So I'm going to walk you through the timeline regarding Anna Walsh. Now, if you are just slowly getting up to speed on the story, we were, I was uh, out in Cohasset both Saturday and Sunday. And um, there's there's a lot, you know, that, that we I've learned by being there. And a big part of this is you learn a lot more about him. It's also one of those situations where uh, the, he you learn people come up and talk to you when you're on site like that. And they, you know, provide information a lot of times that you can't get anywhere else, but they don't they don't talk to you necessarily. They don't want to talk on camera, which I fully get. So again, a good afternoon, everyone. Now I think we are good. Everybody uh, watching on Facebook, please share that you are watching. I'm gonna walk you through what is so significant. And I also want to point out, folks, that for those of you, if we saw, you know, last night I did some updates. Again, we're we're utilizing um Facebook, we're utilizing TikTok. Those are somewhat unflattering photos of me with my eyes closed, but that's just the way the video is posting. But anyhow, but they're filled with information. But is um but what is so uh incredible about this is in fact that you, you gotta lead up to police look to the first thing they want to do is eliminate the you know the the, the husband. And the more we're learning about him, he was obviously not truthful as they started to do surveillance. So I want to play for you the the cut of in court this morning as they laid out their case, the fact that he was less than truthful with them regarding exactly, you know, his movements and Uh, This story is still uh, developing. Now, he was on home confinement. And what's interesting about that is this guy somehow decided he could pull off 
murdering his wife while I'm home confinement. That's not an easy one. So, but I want to play. This is this morning as he is there in court and they're walking through everything. Yes. Yes, good morning, Your Honor. Lynn B. Lynn for the Commonwealth. This is in Quincy. Right now, the defendant is charged under the intimidation, that being misleading the police in the course of an investigation. The investigation was into the um, missing person of Anna Walsh. Anna uh, is the wife of this defendant. She's 37 years old. They have three children, two, four, and six. Anna Walsh was last seen on New Year's Day about uh, between 4 and 6 a.m. in the morning. The defendant indicated that she left the house to go, uh, she works in Washington, D.C. The defendant indicated in a subsequent interview that she left the house around 6 a.m. taking an Uber or Lyft. He said that. The husband said that. Where she was going to go to work uh, in D.C. That was the last time uh, she was seen. He said that. Uh, in that's, the that's course of the investigation, um, police were notified around January 4th by her employees Wednesday. in Washington, D.C. that she had not shown up for work on January 4th. Uh, that was the first time that she was uh, notified that she was missing. So the co-workers uh, the had told police first. anyone that she was missing. In uh, the investigation was determined that she actually had a plane ticket for January 3rd, which she did not use and did not show up at the airport nor her D.C. job or her apartment in D.C. Um, it was indicated that the defendant, um, uh, they checked, uh, police checked during the course of this investigation. Now listen to this. It was not a Uber uh, or any no. kind of lift. No, there was no ride share. He made that up. He uh, made fact, that up. In the course of the investigation, it was determined that her cell phone pinged in the area of the house, which is... Um, Located on Chief Justice Cushing Way, that her phone pinged on the first and second Sunday and Monday after the defendant had said she had left. Additionally, the defendant right now was on uh, house arrest, uh, pending sentencing in federal court. Forgery. Out of that probation and condition, he was to report his whereabouts if he was to leave the house. Um, he indicated, in, as part of the investigation, when police spoke with him, that on January 1st, New he Year's went Day. to his mother's house. However, it took him a lot longer because he got lost going to his mother's house in Swampskin. That's odd. He also solidly indicated and stated to the police that he went to Whole Foods and CBS. Police uh, subsequently did surveillance and checked. There was no surveillance or indication that he went to Whole Foods, no CBS. He indicated he purchased some items. There's no receipts for him having purchased that. He then returned home. Surveillance uh, uh, was checked by several police during this time frame. These statements caused a lot of delay as part of the investigation as police now were focusing on the North Shore. He further indicated that on January 2nd, as he was supposed to report in, that the only time he left is that he went to take his son for some ice cream. Remember that. The investigation indicated that defendant, in fact, on January 2nd, sometime after 4 o'clock, went to the Home Depot. um, That's the Monday. Which is in Portland. He's on surveillance at that time, purchasing about $450 worth of cleaning supplies. That include mops, bucket, tops. um, So that was Monday. 
the second. Reports, uh, as well as various kinds of tape. Uh, he's on surveillance at that time uh, on July 2nd, even though he said he never left the house. Uh, police obtained a search warrant and actually searched the house. Uh, Yesterday. With crime scene services. During that time, they found blood in the basement. Uh, blood was found in the basement area, as well as a knife, which also contained some blood. Um, Could you repeat that last sentence? Listen to this. Yes. Uh, in the basement, uh, crime scene services uh, recovered and found blood in the basement area, in the section of the basement. There was also a knife that was found. On the knife, there was also blood. Uh, and part of the knife was damaged. Your Honor, um, these various statements caused a delay uh, in the investigation to the point that during the time frame when he... Now, I want to jump in just for a moment, folks. And again, good afternoon. I'm about to tell you something. Uh, and I'm glad that we were in co- co- Cohasset over the course of the weekend. I want to, um, something very significant happened <clears throat> that you just heard. And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Good afternoon to everybody listening that's listening online. Now, I want to, uh, let me pull up. Oh, my God. I'll tell you. Let me just pull up. Why can't, I don't want that. Get, good, go away. All right. Now, I want to pull up because this is, the the police are not saying where they believe that she is. But I think what you just heard was, was actually very, very significant regarding that. So here's a problem that we have with law enforcement. So now they live on the South Shore. Those of you that know Massachusetts. So they live right in Cohasset. So the, the father had a home in Hull. They live in Cohasset right on the South Shore. So you have... North Situate, you have Hingham, right? Braintree, and then it goes out to the South Shore. Situate, North Situate. So they live in Cohasset. Now, they mentioned, I know that at one point they lived in, I believe, in Marblehead. But the mother lives, as you just heard, on the North Shore, right? The mother They said they have him. He went to Swampscott, but somehow got lost going to the mother's house. So I want you, this is really important. And no one else has made the point. So those of you that know the North Shore, right, you have Marblehead, you have Swampscott. Then a little bit more, you have Salem, right, Beverly, the the Gold Coast, they call it. So you have the Gold Coast, then you have the North Shore. So the mother's there. So now he... Is South Shore. So look at the timeline. Monday, Monday was when he claims he went to his mother's house. And he got lost because he was he was gone a long period of time. So that was that was on Sunday, New Year's Day. Sunday, New Year's Day, Brian Walsh tells authorities he went to see his mother in Swampscott. Now, I don't know if, in fact, that's the case. 
But he, it took a long time because he got lost. I don't know who gets lost going to, but anyhow. But then Monday is when he went to the Home Depot and got the tarp, cleaning supplies. So now then they skip ahead and they go to yesterday, Sunday, when we were right outside and the police were inside the house. The police found the bloody knife and the blood on the knife in the basement yesterday because yesterday was the first time they had access to the house. Therefore, stay with me on the timeline. She was last seen alive New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, he takes the long ride to supposedly see the mother. That's Sunday, New Year's Day. Monday, a week ago, in the late afternoon, he goes to Home Depot. Rockland gets $450 worth of supplies, including the tarp, cleaning supplies, so forth. The question is, she wasn't reported missing by her coworkers till Wednesday. Now, what police have not said is where was he Tuesday, Wednesday? Now, they may know that. Or they're working on it. But there's also a very good chance, I'm willing to bet, that they're not letting him know, A, that they know where he went, or B, that they don't know where he went. But if you look at this, and the knife in the basement, and the cleaning supplies, it sure sounds as if, at 1223 on this Monday... That she had her, unfortunately, tragically, but she was dead in the basement of the home. He didn't go and get all the Home Depot supplies until late Monday afternoon. So either Monday night or Tuesday or whatever is then when he put her body somewhere. So that is a huge unknown. Because otherwise, you might think he got rid of the body on Sunday. Now, maybe Sunday... He was either digging a hole or just looking at different spots. It sounds like Sunday, when he was supposedly going to the mother's house in Swampscott, instead, and he may have stopped by, I mean, only, I'm sure they talked to the mother, but then the unknown is where was he in that gap of time. Now, if we didn't know about, it also seems like it wasn't planned, because if it had been planned, He would have gone to the Home Depot prior to Monday. So something happened New Year's Eve. Drinking, whatever, an argument, early morning, I I don't, who knows. But, But it doesn't sound like it was planned. Now, normally you might think he got rid of the body on New Year's Day. But he didn't go to the Home Depot until Monday. So it's very possible that somewhere in that basement he had her tragically dead and locked away and then the clock is ticking he's got to now get rid of her but they went from monday at home depot to yesterday when they found the bloody knife and blood in the house of the basement but what's missing now that is a big piece part of real estate so they're going to comb all of they need to find his vehicle when he left Cohasset on Sunday, and what path did he take to get to Swampscott? Now, they, they, they didn't say he didn't show up at the mother's. He just said it took him a really long time, and then he said he got lost. So, But it doesn't sound like he, it's possible he knew of a, a spot and dug a hole, 
Like I said, the couple at one point when they first got married, they lived in Marblehead. The father lived in Hull. So remember what Lieutenant Gannon said during the um, Charlotte Lester case, and that is they go where they know. They don't suddenly start going like way outside, right? So it's, but it. I understand, you understand why they're not searching right now. Thank you, Chris. Chris saying keep up the good work. I appreciate that because I respect him a lot. Um. But, but that's what we're looking at. So now, again, I want to repeat what we, what we don't know is, but they may know that. They may know that or they're trying to figure it out. So this is uh, blood and a knife were found in the basement. Yeah, because that's normal. That's why they wanted him out of the house. That's why he wouldn't let them in the house. Cleaning supplies the day after she disappeared. So that doesn't, not seem since New Year's Day, misleading investigation. So I'm going to tell you, as I had predicted, what's going to happen here. And that is that he bought tarp, bucket, mops, and tape at the Home Depot in Rockland. So his movements on Monday night, January 2nd, or Tuesday... That will determine where they will find her. That's, that will determine it. So this guy is a total dirtbag. He, oh yeah, she got, but I, I also want to, um, you know, people say, um, well, she got in the ride share. No, no, he said she was getting a ride share. I want to repeat a couple things. <clears throat> Number one. I, I, and I recognize, I, and, and I have this conversation with different people. You, you can't, um, well, that's true. Volvos have, okay, that's interesting. So maybe the car, but we don't know if he took the Volvo because then he's also got that Volkswagen. They did impound the Volvo though, but he did a lot of driving. That Sunday, it sounds like he was scouting out the spot of where he was then going to place her. But think of, so he didn't want to go out. I mean, he didn't have the supplies. Who knows what was going on on Monday that he didn't get to the Home Depot till four o'clock. This is not a planned out crime. This is not a planned out crime. Now, it is true that they don't have the body yet. But I also want to. Um, I, I'm just amazed at these people that uh, clearly don't follow the news that. That was December 21st that the woman's body was discovered in Coventry. The reason why the Rhode Island State Police are tight-lipped is for several reasons, none of them good. Incompetent, lazy, and no one makes them on the stick. That's why, as we talked about. I'm not going to go too much into that, but I just wish people, you know, whoa, maybe that was, no, that was December 21st. She was alive New Year's Eve. She was alive New Year's Eve. She was posting on social media leading up to that. Again, I fully get it that people don't pay attention to the news, but they certainly doesn't stop them from posting. I also just want to point out, I, I am amazed the people, they repeat things that he said, that he said, and they somehow take that as gospel. Well, she was taking a ride share to Logan. No, that's what the husband said, right? Let's go to the Charlotte Lester case for a minute. Well, wait a minute. I mean, Mark, 
Mark uh, Perkins can't be involved because he said he didn't see her that Monday night. No, no, he said that. That doesn't mean he didn't see her. Yeah, OJ said he was on a flight to Chicago. Scott Peterson said he went fishing that day that Lacey Peterson disappeared. That's what they said. That doesn't mean it's fact. No, no, she took the ride share to Logan. No, no, no. That's what he said, the husband said. There was no ride share. She never left that house alive. Something happened. I don't know. There's so much we don't know. Now, notice the police are not revealing what his steps were. I'm sure they're working on it right now. So far, Massachusetts State Police, this is excellent police work. There's a very good reason he wouldn't let them in the house. Now, they're going to find, as we said yesterday, they turned that house. I was right there. Those of you that watched, and again, good afternoon, everyone, at 1231. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. How drastically this changed Starting on Saturday afternoon when we were live at the the driveway and they were draining the swimming pool. Because in essence, he wouldn't let them inside the house. Now, we know why he wouldn't let them inside the house. Now, someone, I, I agree, you know, the police didn't have evidence. We don't know if they found anything in the pool. They don't know if we, we don't know if they found something outside on the property. You know, I want to just... Back up for a moment. Remember, they got a search warrant for the house uh, on Saturday that they executed yesterday. Yesterday, which means they found something that they presented to a judge and said, we need a search warrant to get into that house. Now, as I had also mentioned, this guy is a creep. He, it is in court documents that Brian Walsh stole one million from his own father. He's an only child. He is, the father excluded him from the will. That says a lot when you're an only child. He was getting money from the mother. I don't know the parents' situation, but he was huge amounts of money from the family. Then he gets involved in this forgery and theft. And now it certainly sounds like he... He killed her. Um, It sure sounds that way. Tragically, it now seems as though it's just a matter of trying to locate the tarp and what exactly he did with her. Now, again, we don't know, did he go out Monday night? Police haven't told us. They don't need to. We don't know, did he go out Tuesday? Did he go somewhere Tuesday morning? Was this going on on Wednesday? I mean, all those things we don't know. But if you bought the tarp late Monday afternoon in tape and things like that, that certainly sounds as though he had not completed what he started on New Year's Day. What also remains in in the police, they may know right where he approximate area where he went, but they may not be positive. But notice they don't want to let him know. That whether they know or they don't know. Now, folks, again, you know, cameras are not foolproof. You watch on television on some of these shows, they pull up, you know, go to a computer, everything zaps. Again, I want to come back to the Charlotte Lester case. It is true her vehicle was left found, truck found behind Kent Hospital. But we also learned at least 50% of the cameras at Kent Hospital around there don't work. Now, we don't know how many there are. 
but that was something we were comfortable. Police, Warwick police might have video surveillance of Mark Perkins dropping off her truck, Charlotte Lester, at Kent Hospital. They haven't shared that because that's not that's not a crime. That's not a crime to, hey, she, you know, if they don't say anything, did you ever drive her truck? No. Oh, we have tape of you dropping off Kent Hospital. Actually, I did drive the truck. I She left at my house. I didn't want it. So I just, I told her to, I'd leave it there. She told me to leave it there for her. So as we've learned, they don't share everything with, 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 um, with what their movements are. Right now, it's 1234. Folks, again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, let me just, um, I want to just see. I, I was talking with the, the Boston Globe reporter yesterday, Brian Walsh, not aging very well, blood and a damaged knife, $450 worth of cleaning supplies before she was reported missing. I mean, tragically, we all seemingly know where this is going. Now, although he's being charged on a single count, as I said yesterday, it is my belief that because he's been on home confinement, they're going to use that, the feds, they can keep him locked away. So while executing a search warrant, blood and a damaged knife with blood on it in the basement. Didn't specify uh, the way the knife was damaged or the blood stains. She was reported missing January 4th by co-workers, not her husband. We were initially told both reported her missing that day. He told authorities on New Year's Day he drove to his mother's house in Swampscott, got lost, and also did some shopping at Whole Foods and CVS, although did not identify where the stores are located. That's interesting. He wasn't. He was scoping out a place that he was going to put her or maybe digging a hole. I hate to say that. They checked and found no signs he appeared at any of the stores. He was unable to provide receipts back up with his count. The only reason he left January 2nd, take one of his sons to get ice cream. Then they learned he went to the Home Depot in Rockland, purchased $450, cleaning supplies, gloves, a mop, other items. She was not missing till January 4th, gave him time to clean up and dispose of evidence. Ugh. Her cell phone pinged at the address on New Year's Day and January 2nd, but not since then. So what does that mean? Well, that's when the phone disappeared. Now, they asked for 500000 cash bail. I don't think he can make that. He's got a good defense attorney, Tracy Minor. She said he told the judge, he's been incredibly cooperative. Uh, he's not charged with murder. That's true. But he is being prosecuted by the feds. And that arrest by the Quasa police could lead her to being jailed for violating terms of his release. Again, I, I said that yesterday. I believe they will scoop him up. Number one, I don't think he's going to make $500,000 cash bail. Even if he did, I think the feds would scoop him up. So she, I like Anna, Anna Walsh has not been heard since she left her home 4 a.m. to take a ride share to Logan for a flight to D.C., Investigators have not been able to confirm she took a ride share, but have determined she didn't board the flight. Folks, the fact of the matter is he said that there was no ride share. And by ride share, they mean like an Uber or a Lyft. So, no, that that didn't happen. 
And maybe he's saying, oh, I don't know, it was an Uber. It's on her phone. Well, then now they can't find the phone because they can't find her. Um, but this this story, you know, the fire is also confusing to people. A two-alarm fire broke out properly. Former owned was not suspicious, officials say. I don't believe that. I think it's very suspicious. Now, listen to this. Anna Walsh bought that Jerusalem Road property for 800000 in 2020. And then sold it for $1.3 million. So she then turned around and bought a very expensive townhouse in Washington. He remained, Brian, in the Cohasset police station overnight. He was arraigned, blah, 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 waiting sentencing. She emigrated from Serbia, 2005, married him December 2015. Okay, the posting I saw was 2016, but maybe they got married like New Year's Eve. So somehow, so they've been married now uh, seven years. Um, they're very concerned, obviously. She seemingly has very good friends and co-workers in D.C. Now, tragically, I think I read she went to Cornell. I haven't heard how they met. The husband's legal issues, this guy is a scammer and fraudulent, and it sure sounds, I I think you're going to find that the fire is suspicious. I think maybe they mentioned that they, I don't know what to make of that, actually. I don't want to get off on a a tangent here. All right, it's 1239. Now, folks, again, we go until 2. We're going to have a lot more on this news as it um, develops during the course of the afternoon, I want to stay on schedule. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Monday, it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. Propane Plus. Heating and cooling in Massachusetts. Call 508-252-3359. Propane Plus. Heating and cooling, they want to provide propane to you, residential, commercial, also a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com, residential or commercial. You can depend on Propane Plus. Well, folks, very, very busy days on the website, dpetro.com. You can check it out. And remember, dipetro.com, brought by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, or drinks on the lounge. They're waiting for you. At the coincident. All right, I want to, um, let's see. I want to make sure that we have all the latest now. Last seen New Year's Day, misleading police. That's really not what's going on. Um, arraigned in district court, yes. You know, one thing I'll say, Channel 5, Channel 7, there and even uh, Boston Twenty Five, the the Boston television stations. I mean, they really, really have been uh, very, very strong in this. Blood in the basement and a broken, bloody knife. Ah, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, folks, but that is. But I like to. All right, so there's that. Now I know also. So Barstool's put out, he was calling people saying, hey, it's Brian, uh, blah, blah, blah. So he was leaving that message. I, I know it's out there. 
I don't think it's anything really significant one way or the other. But when you look at the timeline, so Thursday was when the Cohasset police reported they're seeking the help in locating her. That was just this past Thursday, January 5th. Friday was when they started the search outside. Um, and then Friday, that, that's so odd, that whole fire at her former, the former home. I I still wonder about that. If somehow he couldn't find anything and he was wondering if either a will or if she kept a diary at their former home on Jerusalem Road, which is a quarter mile where they live now. So the blaze was deemed non-suspicious. I still think he was involved with that in some way. I think he would have a key to the house and somehow was afraid there could be something inside there that he couldn't find. Didn't want to take any chances, so then he just burned the house down. So Saturday was when we were there, and they brought in, uh, they searched the area around the home because he wouldn't let them in, the canines, and then they, they drained the pool in a nearby stream. And then yesterday morning when we were there, um was when they entered the home with the search warrant. And then he and the three boys left. Now, the good news is he is not uh, around those three boys anymore. Listen, he is a nutcase. And who knows what is going on. And as I had mentioned, feds have the option of picking up him at any time for violating his federal uh, fraud case. And so they'd be notified. If he actually made the $500,000 bail... I think they pick him up. Prosecutors say she never took the Uber. That's what they call a rideshare, Uber Lyft to the airport. And how about her phone was still pinging at their home on January 1st and 2nd? After her husband claimed, oh, no, she she left on New Year's Day. Well, then why was her phone pinging then? I, I, I mean, the whole thing. But I think that is what is... Um, Something you have to look at what they have revealed and what they haven't revealed. So what what they don't have and and you don't just do like a massive search, right? You don't do a just start looking in the water outside of Cohasset. Who knows where? But hopefully now with his phone pinging the vehicle or video surveillance, they'll be able to determine an area of where he spent an amount of time. Now, they may already know that, and they just haven't alerted. You know, they're not telling him that they know that. Folks, good afternoon at 1245. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, I'm going to talk about Brian Walsh, a little bit more about him in just a moment. This portion of the program, listen, it's a new year. Why not make sure your finances are in order? Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Tom Bryan, 401-434-1510, 401-434-1510. Office is located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence. Take advantage, free consultation with Tom Bryan and Ameriprise Financial. Number one, let's get a plan for your retirement. Number two, why not just... You know, sit down with a trusted financial advisor. He can help you with 
a number of different things. Maybe you are retired and you're thinking of going back to work. Maybe it's about there's a major purchase that you're planning or education planning. Anything, advanced planning specialists. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. You know, I like to remind people, you know, when you, you don't feel well, you go to the doctor. When there's something wrong with your vehicle, you bring it to a mechanic. Why not sit down for a free consultation? Our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. If you call right now, take advantage, free consultation, 401-434-1510. Office is located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence. Tom Bryan, 401-434-1510. Folks, as always, visit our website, dpetro.com. D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. So right now at 1246, that is um, what an incredible turn of events. Now, as far as Brian Walsh, you know, it's it's very suspect, you know, as far as like where does his money come from? Uh, we know that she's working. I mean, this is so terrible. I think by now this is no longer a missing person case. It is still a missing person. They haven't charged him with a crime. Why not? Because they don't have a body. And and it's terrible. But um, but what we know about him, as I have been saying, was number one, he was he pled guilty to this business of um, he pled guilty to trying to sell these fake Andy Warhol paintings, huge amounts of money, by the way. So he pled guilty to that. So the FBI, they were already on this guy. Warhol forged a face trial over the estate looting claim. He still has a Boston federal judge. This was this past June, ordered a trial of whether that's Brian Walsh, who sold the fake Warhol paintings, later plundered his father's estate by destroying the signed will. That left him my best wishes, but nothing else. So he was going to go on trial for that, for looting his father's estate. Now, when you see the picture of Anna, I mean, you wonder, how could someone like her, who is very attractive and three young boys, and seemingly her life in Washington, D.C., for this commercial real estate, was absolutely thriving. How does she end up with someone like this guy? It sure sounds as if she was getting ready to shed him. And that may have been, you know, the New Year's Eve and the New Year's Day discussion. But the more we have learned, and I will post a lot of this on the website, the government, their initial request of a sentence of 30 months in prison, imprisonment. But you have to look at who would commit that type of art theft and forgery. Who would, in fact, uh, plunder? And here's what I'm also uh, seeing in this. The defendant listed, in fact, the date of his arrest, December 22nd. He received 512000 from his mother directly or indirectly as payments for his attorney. So the mother was paying his attorney bills somewhere over 500000 Now, we don't know if that's what it cost, but that's how much he got. And then June through December, the mother gave him another 136000 So look at the, I mean, taking money from the parents in a huge way. 
But when Brian Walsh's father died, and I mentioned this yesterday on the live stream, he um, he convinced the father died in India. And in the absence of a will, the defendant got himself appointed personal representative. The first thing he tried to do was sell the house, and then he started selling all these valuable possessions that the father had. So this other man who was, in fact, the executor of the will, he entered the house, saw the will, and saw that he had disinherited his only son. So he took pictures of it. So when the son, Brian, gets into the house, he destroyed the will and tried to act like, oh, you know, my father died. I'm in charge of it. But instead, the other person stepped forward and had the cell phone copy of the will. So he then was trying to sell the house. I mean, the guy is just, he is a mess. And so he's facing charges about looting the father's property. He's facing charges regarding the art theft. He was a stay-at-home dad on, in fact, um, home confinement. And, you know, now all of a sudden, the wife, the wife is, in fact, thriving, right? She's thriving in Washington, D.C., and she's young, and she went to Cornell, and she's attractive, and he is, you know, disintegrating and ripping people off and stealing from his two parents, and it's it's very possible there was some kind of a conversation of, no, I mean, I'm bringing the boys to D.C., and this guy just... Seemingly something happened and snapped. So, but what an absolute creep. And where you really feel bad is that it sure sounds as though she realized, okay, I married this guy uh, in December of 2015. So married him seven years ago. They have three boys. He's going to federal prison. It is time to, I'm just going to take the boys and move to D.C., And Brian Walsh, the nutcase, wasn't having it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1252 on this Monday, I'm going to come back again to what was said in court, but more importantly, what was not said in court. But this portion of the program is brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. It would make my Monday if someone would call Matthews Oil Company and say, yeah, I'd like to get some oil from you. 24 Emergency Service, 401 942 7500. Four generations, Matthews Oil Company, 401 942 7500. It's Matthews Oil Company. Folks, uh, remember 90 years in service, premier dealer in Rhode Island, highest quality heating fuels. You can depend on top of that, they have various payment plans available. Get that tank filled, 401-942-7500, 401-942-7500 for Matthews Oil Company. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show, 1253 on this Monday. It is January 9th. Again, now we will be doing Facebook Live later. And then also, 
We'll also be doing a TikTok live later for those that are following me on TikTok. I, I know. I know people say about the whole thing with the Chinese government. I, they, I, I am giving, they can have permission of where I am or what I like to buy or whatever I like to watch. I, I have no problem with that. Uh, it's an exploding platform. But anyhow, but I want to come back to at 1254, what they haven't said is in fact about Brian Walsh. Okay, so um, Lassie New Year's Eve, right? Lassie New Year's Eve. There's a lot we don't know. We don't know with the three boys in the house. Very possible. Or were they maybe doing a sleepover, friend's house, something like that. Although they're young, especially the one that's two years old. Do they have, do they have a family member or a babysitter that comes in that helps out? Is she talking to police? We don't know. You know, I was in the house. Brian was in the basement working on something. Very, very possible. We don't know that. So we don't know. What we do know is her cell phone was still pinging at the house on Monday, New Year's Day, and also a week ago. So Sunday, New Year's Day, and Monday, her her phone, Anna Walsh, was pinging at the house. So it is certainly conceivable. There's, There's no evidence that anyone saw her alive on New Year's Day. So based on the evidence we have, it sounds as if he killed her in the house. He kept her body in the house. Then on Monday afternoon, now Sunday afternoon, he went for the long ride to go see the mother in Swampscott. And then he got lost on the way. And then he supposedly stopped at two stores. So who knows? He could have been gone a good part of the day. Now, and then told a babysitter or whoever. Now, did he have the boys with him as he was riding around? We don't know. Did he tell the babysitter, oh, yeah, she left for Washington this morning. He initially said, oh, I went to sleep. And then she was taking an Uber to the airport uh, to Logan. Well, that certainly didn't happen. And so that much we know didn't happen. But here's what's unknown. So where exactly was he? During that time period where they live on the South Shore and then the mother lives on the North Shore. That's number one. Number two, after he got late Monday afternoon, Monday afternoon, January 3rd, a week ago, at 4.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, he got gloves. He went to the Home Depot in Rockland. He got a tarp. He got cleaning supplies. Where did he go after that? What's so important in this investigation, and police may know that, by the way, but where was he Monday night, and then where was he Tuesday, and where was he Wednesday? How about the fact it was her coworkers that reported her missing on that Wednesday? So I am aware of the voicemail that somebody got, who knows, maybe a friend of one of the children or something. I don't think that that's that significant, other than he sounds nonchalant. But again, at that point, it's not like he's panicked and coming over the phone. But someone has that, and that's out there. You heard that. Her flight was booked for Tuesday. Her flight was booked for Tuesday. So her plan was to spend the long weekend with her boys in Cohasset and then go back to D.C. on Tuesday. But she certainly wasn't on that flight. She had no flight booked for New Year's Day. That was his version. Oh, yeah, she had to go back to Washington, some emergency. That didn't happen. So what is interesting is I am sure the police are trying to pinpoint 
his movements. Now, notice also they revealed with Brian Walsh, he told them that, yeah, I took my son out for ice cream. And instead, because he's on home confinement now, instead, he went to the Home Depot where he got those supplies in Rockland. So what is um, important here is his movements Where did he go after he left the Home Depot? I'm guessing he returned to the home. Uh, It sounds like he had her in the basement. We have no idea what the basement looks like, but could be some kind of a lock room uh, wherever they found the broken knife in the blood that for whatever reason he didn't get rid of, forgot to get rid of. Who knows what's involved with that? But his movements, what police have not revealed was his movements of a week ago, Monday, into Monday night, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'm sure that piecing that together, he gave himself a head time, as I said, a head start, excuse me, to clean up evidence. And But most importantly, where in fact, tragically, is Anna. That we don't know. We don't know that. Um, and I'm sure, you know, they don't know that either. If they found the body... Then, you know, now they really have the rock solid case. They certainly have a lot of circumstantial evidence, but right now they're trying to locate what he did with that tarp. That's where they're looking right now. Now, listen, we're going to continue, folks, in the next hour. Again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It's 1259. I will be doing Facebook Live later, but you're in. More than welcome to listen. We have another full hour to go on the radio. You can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Again, major news regarding Anna Walsh, Brian Walsh. Folks, much more ahead. The Power Hour is next on the John DePetro Show. This is WNRI One Socket, the voice of the Blackstone Valley since 1954. Stay tuned for news.